Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Alrighty. Happy TGIF. This is another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. What's up, y'all? Hey. Hey. That old white man. Alrighty. Alrighty. You know, you I'm, a, the show I'm off an with. old soul. Clearly. So, we have a special guest here today, per oh the God. usual, with the cat radio. Hi. Except this time, this episode, this go-round, you guys don't get to hear my lovely voice reading her bio. Not that you need any more of it, <laughs> considering how much I talked last episode. Uh, so, Jade is in the building. We recorded, when I say we, I'm referring to Jace and I, we recorded her show yesterday, which is Do Not Disturb. Make sure you check that out and subscribe to it. So good. Um, and so she's here with us today, joining us for Kiss and Tell Radio. And Jade, tell us who you be and what you do. So my name is Jade, but online I have a stupid name called Foxy Hot Mess. And I do YouTube, I do stand up, I'm on this podcast thing. Um, trying to get into some other stuff, but that's currently what I do. Shar gave me some advice um, via Jennifer Lewis, mm-hmm. saying that don't say what was it? Don't tell like don't what you do if don't, you don't te- do it. Yes, if you're not actively doing it, don't tell me that that's what you do. Yeah. So those are the things that I actively do, and that I'm confident <laughs> saying that I do. And then you know, just being you know black and weird online, pretty much. And you guys actually it. know Jade because she was on our Kiss and Tell episode um, last year with Kendall last yeah. November. Yeah. I was no absent. I was absent and Jade filled in for me. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know it's going to be a good episode. Every uh, other woman that we've had on the show is like a host. Mm-hmm. We I always gel with. Nina yeah. did great. We got Jade. It's Joy. Good. Shade. Who's Joy? Joy. I love Jays. Oh, yes. See, I think of them as a unit. Yeah. Um. So I want to start off, of course, talking about Chashala and Okoye and the people of Wakanda <laughs> who raked in a whopping two... million opening weekend. Take my coins. People came out in droves. I went and saw it Thursday night on purpose because I could not afford any spoilers. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you all check it out? Did you like it? Any? Of course. Talking points. I was I, in, yeah. Well, you go Google first, Jade. Should I start? Ladies first. I loved it. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was because I'm not. I don't go up for superhero shit, action movies, just because I feel like it's just like watch men be men. Like mm. it's just fighting and just the storyline is whack. Or and swords and shields. Yeah. And, and I'm muscles just, and mud. Mm-hmm. This is the first like superhero action movie that I was actually able to relate to, and I like that they actually took the storyline. Granted, I don't know the the backstory or the comic because I knew it was a comic and, you know, that that whole world. I didn't know all about that. Um, but going into it, not knowing anything of the background, anything like that, um, I really enjoyed it because they brought it down to a place that I didn't think they were going to take it. Mm-hmm. Because the, even the bad guy, like, I felt empathetic towards the bad which guy. Which one? The one with one arm or Michael Bay Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. You know, I always forget about the white guy with the with the robotic arm. I'm happy they Me killed too. him off, though. Because yeah, I feel like was, at the beginning, that was going to be a typical, like, movie. But yes. then once like, he just got shot and killed, I was like, okay. 
There we go. Mm-hmm. It's a story. And Michael Killmonger is Michael B. Jordan's character's name. Mm. Uh, people Killmonger. are saying that he was misogynistic because he's so disposable of women in the movie. He killed the white uh, museum lady. He carelessly and ca- callously shot his girlfriend in the head. But I don't think he was planning on taking her to Wakanda with him. I think right. she was just a filler. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when he choked the Wakandan woman and said, when I tell you to do something, do it, or whatever he said, when when they were when he was burning right. the purple mm-hmm. flowers. Sorry if you guys are getting spoilers, but look, the movie's been out for a damn week. So congratulations to Wakanda. I will lick every one of those keloids. Mm. Okay, those were not keloids, Jace. They were tribal markings, but they, they were, were so sexy. And I, I think that the they are. Things. I think that they're like real. Like they base that. They're off real. Of, I'm not on him, but I'm saying like those markings. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like they were they in, do that. like based off of like a West African. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tribe yeah, I, yeah. There's different way. I believe it's for. There's several reasons because I've been actually doing some research because I got my DNA test back. So I've been doing some research about the different markings on um, West Africans. There are a few. When I was in second grade, because I went to a worldly um, elementary school, I learned we that had term someone... when I was with you. Remember that? You said what? I learned that term when I was with you, worldly. Yes. We had someone come in uh, from Kenya who spoke Swahili and he was explaining like the rings on the women's necks. You know how mm-hmm. they elongate their necks? And he, he was one of those people like in the movie uh, that you saw the elongated, like how they stretch out their mm-hmm. earlobes or their mm-hmm. bottom With lip. the different like, rings. Was, yes. And he was in like his traditional like garm and everything. It was interesting. He did a dance for us and everything. Yeah. And he was like. So why was he there in the first place? Um, well, he was there. We had like this random series of people come mm-hmm. and it was basically just to teach us about the culture. Like my elementary school was literally like a melting pot. Um, potato lockies and dreidels from that's Rachel cool. Colton's mom. Like it was that that's the kind of environment that I grew up in South Suburban uh, Chicago. That's we also nice. had like a Chinese woman come. Really? Mm-hmm. Like traditional, like. That's I don't know where they were pulling they these people for you from. Guys. Yeah, I literally had just nothing did. like that at my school. Yeah. I don't remember at least. And there were like assemblies, like they would mm-hmm. be mic'd up. Well, back then, you know, you had the mic with the cord, mm-hmm. uh, and it was very educational. It was like a PowerPoint presentation, kind of before we knew what PowerPoint was. Well, before us as kids, right. mm-hmm. knew what PowerPoint was, and um, so yeah, it was very In interesting. The NPR. And they taught the me. I room. actually learned that Chinese women taught me how to use chopsticks, and I've been. And I remember I was obsessed. My mom was so irritated because she gave me two pair. She passed them out. Uh-huh. She gave me two pair, and I ate with chopsticks for like maybe four Baby months. Baby shark trying to eat that ravioli with chopsticks. Oh, I, no, I was slaying it. It wasn't no I try. <laughs> but it was know. everything, uh-huh. like breakfast, like eggs and bacon. I, I had the I chopsticks. <laughs> Damn chopsticks. Spaghetti and meatballs. I had the chopsticks. Did you skip the training ones with the rubber bands on it? Oh, we didn't. I didn't have. I don't think that those existed. Uh, yeah, they did. Cause that, uh, Korean barbecue. I skipped those too. I'm pretty good. I'm a sushi head. So, well, but the, didn't, she didn't bring bands. those to uh, Winston Churchill Elementary School. Mm. She did not bring Straight those. To District 153. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, um, so did you guys happen to catch Stacy Ferguson, aka Fergie? Oh, I think she Lord. legally changed her name to Fergie. <laughs> did you happen to catch her rendition of <laughs> the national anthem? <laughs> It was so bad. Whoa. It was really bad. It, it I felt like I I got secondhand embarrassment just watching it. 
personally. Yeah. And the fact that they caught all the NBA players like smiling oh. and smirking. Like they didn't have to worse. do that. That made it 10 times. Yeah. Fun. Did you see the meme when they're like, when the teacher says the next person that laughs is going to the office <laughs> and they play that clip and it's like Steph Curry and everybody like, <laughs> like trying not to try and dream on I saw on the green. one where it was like, uh, when she said her body count is three. And then also all the guys. That's a little rude, but... Did you hear uh, the, the remix? Suede the Remix God came up with. What? You know, he's good at uh, at mixing things. Pop culture remixes? Yeah, he... Uh, let me see. She sounded like she had cramps. Yeah, no, she... It was, not cramps. It was just really bad. She actually apologized and said that she um, is a creative person and she wanted to you know try something new. Now, you so can do I, that, but just don't be bad. I don't right. think that she should have apologized because I saw the perfect tweet that said, Fergie gave this country the national anthem, didn't give us what we needed. She gave us what we deserved. Exactly. She's so, a whole ass mood of the country, yeah, to be honest. Here's the remix. Let me just play this for you all. It's quite funny. If you search Fergie Challenge... This is one of the remixes. There's like three or four out. And people have been dancing. Right. Just like drop it in a little bit. People have been dancing and tearing it up. There's an even better one. I think his name is I Complexity on Instagram. You got to check that out. I follow all of these people. But anyway. Wait, did y'all watch? Do you ever watch uh, Taraji P. Henson's Christmas special? The White Hot Christmas special. Did you see her perform for her on that? I did not. I heard about how good Sierra looked, though. How she looked oh. is the right word. Didn't she perform Santa Baby or something like that? She did with Jesse Smollett. Mm. It was all right. Mm. But I think Fergie's trying to make a little comeback. But I, I like her album took a year Fergie. to come out. Like her last album was like a whole ass year. Like remember like But the, her singles didn't didn't stick like grits. Because mm-hmm. I remember I liked the visual for the the milk or milk, milk song money. that had that. Kim got, Kardashian Kim and Chrissy mm-hmm. Teigen and Lala and all of them. Yeah. But Sierra. I liked the visual. I didn't care for the song. And then she yeah. came out with some video with Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. It was a black and white video. So I don't know if I liked the fir- like Fergie's first album was. Oh, bomb. that was my shit. The Duchess. Yes. Right after that was um, good. that was my freshman year of college. I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty good. So yeah, delicious. In TV news today, in my favorite genre rock, of TV, rock. which is daytime TV, darling, mm-hmm. Wendy Williams, who I ironically tweeted about yesterday, and I said something's not right. I have been, and this is something that Kendall and I have discussed. Like some hadn't been right with Wendy for a while, and I still think that there's more to the situation because I know people with Gray's disease, and people have been chiming in with Gray's disease, saying, "Who needs three weeks off?" But Wendy came out today and spent six minutes. Her Hot Topic segment is only about 22 minutes long. And she spent six minutes explaining to the world that she has Gray's disease and she's taking three weeks off. Now, Unusual behavior. Disease? huh? What is it? So Gray's disease, it, it, from, from what she explained, it's like linked to thyroid. Like she has a hyperactive oh, okay. thyroid that makes the eyes bulge and all of that. And uh, it, it can increase your heart rate. Um, affect the temperature of your body. Wow. And yeah, so it's look it up. Um, Missy Elliott has it. Her, that's um, how Missy's appearance changed. Really? When you, she got all snatched? No, 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 no. You know, Missy has a different face today than she did with Get Your Freak On and other things. Like, Missy, really? you, you haven't noticed how her eyes are kind of bulgy? 
I thought they were always bulgy to me. No, baby. Mm-hmm. You have your phone in your hand. Look up Missy Elliott. 2018. And and then look at Missy Elliott 2000. It's two different faces. Mm-hmm. And it's because of Graves' disease. So uh, Wendy came out of the closet and said that that's what she had. And she will be gone for three weeks, which is uh, extremely unusual because the Wendy that I know is a workaholic. So uh, I know that she has a lot going on. You know, I wonder if that's connected to her fainting, too. Her husband. I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah, the, but I, like I Halloween said, I think that there's more to it because people, three weeks. And she also shamed Beyonce. And Wait, so you're not sold? Like I'm he, not sold. She, I think she does have Graves' disease, but I think there's more to it. Okay. That she's not. Like some personal shit right or now. some other uh-huh. health shit that she's not mentioning. Well, uh, allegedly, you know, her husband has another woman pregnant and has been dipping oh, out on her. And, and that's so, that on that. So, Wait, what? Oh, yes. Her, her husband allegedly has another, her husband who doubles as her manager. Right. Uh, allegedly has another woman pregnant. Even a woman that in her whole 30s. cheating scandal that she set up for him like a few months ago? He cheated on her when she first had their son and she caught him because it was like nighttime and he was in the other room like whispering on the phone and she <sighs> busted in. Like, this is literally like the baby's like a newborn like a few months old and he was cheating on her. So, trash, but Wendy, I think, I think Wendy and her husband are 10 years in, in age gap and this doesn't mean anything. I'm just providing context. He is younger than her. Wendy is 53. I believe Kevin is... Like 40, 45, 46. Like it's nearly a decade between them. And uh, they come from opposite sides of the track. I'll hmm. say that. Hmm. Wendy's college which educated. One's, which one's broke? Oh. She's or college educated. She grew lower. up in a two parent household. Her parents were upstanding members of society. Her dad's an alpha, her mom's an AKA. They're very active in their communities, even to this day. And Kevin, from my understanding, I believe he was a mechanic when they met. <laughs> and he's like from the Bronx. Like mm-hmm. Wendy's from like suburban Jersey. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, so. Interesting. You know, it, oh, it's an interesting dynamic. Oh, yes. She's an interesting person. Oh, yes. I've made a lot of jokes about her. So I feel bad <laughs> sitting here right now. Also this week, I mean, I know that today's Friday. That's when our shows come out. But we have not seen it yet. But Monique is on The View. Mm, and I'm faith. interested she's going to be talking about the Netflix thing and I've really been interested in seeing how the internet has been responding to uh, Viola Davis's proclamation about how if you call me the black Meryl Streep pay mm. me what you owe me how Hello. people have been rallying behind Viola and shaming Monique it's just mm. an interesting observation and then Tamar's co-hosting this morning so uh, The View has a busy busy two days it's gonna be a loud two days right it's going to be so In a good, good way. Mm-hmm. But I think The View is a good platform for Monique to speak versus like Periscope. And, and, I think and Whoopi will get her together res- if she goes left. Yeah. I Whoopi think that would be a good conversation together. for, because they're both very, or they have a lot of experience in the entertainment industry and they've been around each other for a while. So I think yeah. they're, they have a good, um, I guess, outlook on what's what. Yeah. So um, is there anything that you all did this weekend aside from Wakanda? I dodged the All-Star weekend. Um, I was getting hit up left and right to go to parties and stuff like that. And, you know, the thing about big things like that in Los Angeles is that I don't really do those anymore. So, like, traffic, crowds, mm-hmm. they just don't make me the most... Gen pop. Gen, the, all the gen pops. <laughs> like, I was in a valley the entire weekend. And my sister, who Char knows, um, and you'll meet one day. She's okay. cool. But we're actually, uh, she started the first off uh, brewing up a beer. So we're making homemade beer. So we're doing Fine. a pale ale next. So we have literally four gallons of beer to, uh, you that know, just drink and test out. Yeah. I love a good beer. I'm a beer guy. 
So yeah, we were drinking beer. Um, I went to Matthew Dr. Brinkley's birthday party. He turned twenty nine. Um, it was actually. A I don't know why I thought he was so much younger than that. I thought he was too. I thought he was going to be turning twenty eight, but he's like, no, I'm twenty nine. I was like, wow. Yeah. Right. He's a friend of Kiss and Tell. Um, but it was a good time. It was a solid. Uh, close friends I haven't seen them for a little bit but yeah, other than that it was chill house party we played a game All Star Weekend I feel like is only fun for straight people yeah like I feel like I gen well <laughs> <laughs> right. like I don't know if I would have that great of a time because I know nobody's checking for me I know that I'm gonna have to pay for all of my own drinks like when I go gotcha. out you know what I'm saying yeah like, I, I, can, I can get the full effect I never looked at it from that from that angle yeah. But I, I could see that. I feel like All Star Weekend was like where women came to get pregnant by NBA players. But like, see, that was it's like no the fun rep. anymore now that everybody's hip to game. Right. Because like, of social was, media and stuff. Right. Like everybody wants it. Like if this were All Star, if we were having the kiss and tell and this was 1996, let me tell you something. It would have been a different story. Would you I be bet. pregnant? I might be, <laughs> but uh, I'm not in the, in, in the in the business of using men and manipulating men. Um, but you got to get them before they get you, sisters, okay? Hello. But um, And brothers, Lord. And brothers. Look, let me not be, <laughs> let me not exclude. Uh, but yeah, so for me, I didn't do anything. I was going through something. You guys know what I talked about last week, how I told you I was like in negotiations for something. Well, because I put it out there, I'm going to round it on up. Negoti- negotiations fell through. So <laughs> I uh, spent the weekend kind of like recouping. Like, I'm Okay. But uh, I worked out a lot because I needed to get out of the house and I needed a distraction. And my body is still sore. On Sunday, I worked out for nearly maybe three hours, three and a half hours. Damn. Um, I just said I was going to do it until I got tired. And, and I didn't and get tired. tired. I you had did not so get much. Tired? My no, I didn't. My well, eventually I did. But oh, my, I was like, the three my hours mind was mm-hmm. like on a hamster wheel. Like okay. I couldn't stop, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right, so I'm right, not paying right. attention to how fast or how far I'm walking or where I'm going. And then, you know, my those back has top workouts. tan lines. You said what, Jay? So those are those good workouts. When you're emotional, you don't feel like you're working out. Right. Because yeah. you're just like draining yourself emotionally, like mm-hmm. just going, but like you're also physically working out. Like sometimes if I'm on the treadmill, like I'll listen to like really sexy, like sex songs. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it gets me out of my mindset of working out and that like I'm fucking instead. I, and for me, I always hmm. imagine that I have an upcoming like nude scene in a yeah. movie. And I know that Issa Rae, I know that she goes vegan. Um, Insecure season three starts shooting next month. And she has went like full on like raw oh, vegan. Oh, Issa Rae. I thought you said Lisa Rae. I was like, she's on Who Insecure? Who gives a shit about Lisa Rae? <laughs> um, I was like, Lisa Rae's on Insecure now? Wow. Of course. You would think Lisa Rae. Inse- you wouldn't put two and two together like, oh, Char said Issa. Um, <laughs> she's somewhere in all white. But so, yeah. So I, that's how, that's what I've been doing this year. Like, I imagine that I have, or in certain instances, like I was watching I Am Jazz, and in order to have her surgery, she had to lose 30 pounds mm. in order to get, because her body mass index had to be, like it had to be perfect, like you have to lose 30 pounds. So of course, lose more than that. So that's what I've been, I've just been really trying to commit, because when bikini season rolls around, I feel like I at least owe that to myself. Amen. I want to get be it out right, here. get it tight. Summertime, California, barbecues, yeah. hot links, mustard. I want to be out here without the sarong. Mm. Just the thong. Just the thong. Yeah, out on his beaches. Yep. So, let's jump into the LGBT corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. Splash. 
This week, I have to acknowledge, I mean, they're in the Reverie family. She's a friend to our show. I've said her name 50 million times within the past few months. Ashley Marie Preston. She got the exclusive. She will be interviewing. Well, she did interview Rose McGowan. If you all remember Rose McGowan, we have not heard from her ever since that trans activist chased her up out of Barnes & Noble. Not literally, but (laughs) there was a confrontation in Barnes & Noble because Rose is... Uh, well, was promoting her new book, Brave, I believe is the title. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has Citizen Rose on E! That's her reality show under Buna Murray Productions. And uh, Rose took a back seat. Even I kind of, like, I was on the fence with Rose, like, because I subscribe to the actress. Like, I like Paige from Charmed, and I like Jawbreaker. But Rose Ooh. has been through... Some oh, things. Jawbreaker. I forgot about mm-hmm. that one. Oh, I did not. Teen classic. Because um, Rose McGowan has a distinct look. No one was walking around with like black hair and pale right, skin. Right. Except for Wednesday Adams and Morticia. And Snow White. Um, who, Nev Campbell. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Nev Campbell, too. But anyway. Why are you running? So they had a an issue. It was a confrontation at Barnes & Noble in New York City. And Rose said that she was basically going to stop her press tour. That's when I, like many others, hopped on the Twitter. And I gathered a lot of different perspectives. And I kind of sort of canceled Rose because she was reflective to me of that classic tale as old as time uh, white feminism that's mm. that can be uh, exclusionary oh, like selective <laughs> very selective very exclusionary and, and in it for only you and you're not acknowledging your power and your privilege and and helping other marginalized groups mm-hmm. and I do feel like in that instance when it comes to certain things like feminism some of that does fall in your lap. Some of that is your responsibility. Like get your get your cake, but if you're in a specific, you know, like I said, position of power or privilege, it's your responsibility to to help then reach back and help your fellow sister. Right. And so uh I saw where where both of them were coming from. If mm-hmm. you all saw the confrontation video, I'm sure you She can... was challenged by a trans woman at a book signing. I kinda just said that. I know, but I'm not. Oh, um, I saw <laughs> both perspectives. And so basically, Ashley Marie Preston has gotten the exclusive because we have not heard from Rose in weeks. And so it's only here on I Reverie. Down on stage. Let's take a listen to the soundbite. And it's available. Let me, before we play the soundbite, it's available today. It's out today, Friday, February 23rd. Let's take a listen. I think complicity is deeply ingrained in being polite. I'm not one for cleaning up white women's tears, and I'm also not one for rescuing white women or making excuses for the problematic nature that many of them have. People were paid off to smear me. And they still are. What people don't understand a lot about online about me is that, you know, the same Russian trolls, the bots that they used against Hillary, um, they're doing against me and they're, they're doing it now. I know the people behind this. I know the reality of my situation. And it's perilous. And to the turf people, or the people that call me a turf, which hurts me so deeply. The queer community was my safety. I was terrified of straight men. I hid in that community. They were my people. And to be ostracized from that, 
by somebody who's done so many bad things to me and so many others is so deeply hurtful. So for those of you who don't know what TERF means, because she refers to herself like I'm not a TERF, that stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist or feminism. They're interchangeable uh, depending on the context that you use them. And so um, in the clip, and I probably should have watched it like as a refresher course before I came in here, uh, but the trans uh, woman who confronts Rose very aggressively um, she states how she's been followed. Like the smoking gun was Rose had said something on RuPaul's podcast where she essentially said that trans women, she didn't equate trans women to cis women. Got it. Which there are pockets of differences, but there are pockets of similarities. And you have to be Mm -hmm. very, I feel like with that critique, especially coming from an academic standpoint, you have to be very careful with what you say. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, things got really, really heated with that. And so she kind of retreated um, and we haven't heard from her. But Rose was the smoking gun, one of the smoking guns for the Weinstein. That all of the, the chain of events that happened the at the end of last too, year. Yeah. I mean, my all thing- of them, everybody getting exposed, fired. Otherwise, she was one of the smoking guns. But she uh, allegedly took money from Harvey, too, at the time. Yeah, I don't like I didn't necessarily money. have like a huge. She was just completely lost it on stage and like like you said like i could see both sides of the spectrum because she was pretty much upset that you don't know what i've done for the community you don't know what i've i've been through you don't know what all the work i put into like feminism for trans and you know cis women because we only know what you've shown and told us right but that was her thing like if you're gonna put yourself on that pedestal that platform you need to be able to handle you know take responsibility i feel like with the subject matter of her book and with her being one of the key players in, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to, with public appearances, you almost have to expect, if it wasn't the trans woman, it would have been someone else. It would have been some other mm-hmm. group saying, like, you're going to be the punching bag because you're bringing a very sensitive subject matter and people want answers. Yeah, but she fucking lost it. Yeah, she did. She, in fairness, she is very fragile. She appears to be a oh, very yeah. fragile woman. But, I mean, <laughs> like we've talked about before, you know, you need to be, your delivery makes an impact of what you're saying. And yeah, if you're going off at Barnes & Noble, that's not going to be well received on the other end. No. She could have said something profound. I saw tons of threads. out, no one's going to receive that. Tons mm-hmm. of threads and think pieces that uh, factored into my current opinion of, I don't know what I, what I think of her okay. today. I, I do not know. I like her. I just think that she needs to be a little bit more level-headed. And kind I need of, to see this interview. If she wants to do like a press tour or something like that, she needs to be a little bit more level when she wants to address certain topics because mm. she can't be at an event for a book and freak out on stage because well, someone questioned fragile. her. She probably had no business being at the event to begin with because right. from what I've seen in her interviews, she is very, very oh, yeah. fragile. Uh-huh. So you can't be in a press type situation if you ain't even got your, your, right. mm-hmm. your stuff together. You can't be. But in- I feel confident with Ashley because I know that Ashley ain't going to take no mess and I know that Ashley's going to ask the questions that I want answers to. Right. So after I check out this interview, I feel like I may walk away with a different uh, perspective. Or maybe I won't. But I know that Ashley is not going to give me some fair weather, kiss assy mm-hmm. type <laughs> It's probably good that it was just both two of them and no one else. Because I feel like a room full of people probably like eggs on. Because people are like, ah! like, people are egging on the whole argument. Like with Rosen Gallon and the trans woman. So 
if it's two people, I think they'll be a little bit more controlled. Yeah. You have I'm to not. watch what you're complicit in. And like I said, it, it didn't feel right to me that she accepted. I think it was allegedly $150,000. I could she be getting this mixed up with Trump and Stormy Daniels. I don't know. Um, but she accepted a amount of money from Harvey Weinstein. And so, uh, but she wouldn't accept like the mass amount. Like he gave her, gosh, I don't want to t- tie my facts up, so I won't even go into it. Mm-hmm. But I think he offered her a, a larger lump sum to like, you'll never sue me. This goes away, and she didn't take that, oh. but the initial coin she took. So, yeah. I, gotta, I guess I got to get on my. The Googles. rent is still due. I'm not even like privy mm-hmm. to. Rose but then McGowan you can't ride this chariot if you're I'm taking if you're taking that money. To me, you can't you can't be the Joan of Arc of this situation. Would you give it back? You shouldn't have taken it. Yeah. But I was like, but would you give it back? No. Or should she be expected no. to give it back? I would not give it back after my pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. You raped me. She alleges that he raped her. I'm not giving you that. You don't get anything else from me, okay? Mm-hmm. So, no. I need to read up on this because I'm not completely privy to everything that's going on with her. I've seen her photos. I've seen the articles, but I just haven't really gone through them all the way. But, like, I just feel like anybody that's going to be such a public figure and then to say – she is she calls herself a feminist, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, to, like, to be on such a public platform and then to call yourself a feminist, I feel like you can't be a casual feminist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up in that. It's like – Oh yeah, I believe women should have equal pay and I believe women should, you know, have equal rights. I'm a feminist, but that's not really there's a more active role in that that I feel like people aren't really taking responsibility for uh, and they're not accepting and then that's when they get caught up. And if you don't really have all your shit figured out, you can say that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like right. everybody's Point up to it. Yeah. Okay. And and I believe because I recently well last year took a more academic approach mm-hmm. to feminism because I didn't take a women's study class in, in right. college or anything, but I fell in love with the works of Bell Hooks, for example, and I started watching a lot of her YouTube clips and things. Like she had this whole series called The New School presented by Bell Hooks. And uh I learned a lot. A lot. She's specifically as it pertains to black feminism mm. and uh, and even reflective of the movements that uh, Gloria Steinem was in charge of, like headed as far as even with white feminism. And I hate to say it like as such like a tribal thing, but there is a staunch difference. Mm-hmm. There is. Like the feminism umbrella. Yeah, we're all on the same page, but just like the LGBT movement, a lot of feminists also voted for Donald J. Trump. So. A lot of white feminists. 51%. 54, 54? I believe. Yes. It was oh, well over half. Uh, and so, yeah. So I say all that to say, uh, if you all get some time, check out The New School with Bell Hooks and get get on the academic side of things. Um, so, yeah. Let's jump into topic number one. So my topic this week is about the notion of trust. And I want to play this clip from you. It is from um, something that I came across. I'm not going to drop anything. (laughs) I just want to get you all's opinions. So in this clip, let me set it up. It is a, it's a cis het relationship. So a cis woman Uh and a cis man. Okay. And the topic is trust. All right. And this is what she has to say. So you, you're at this point now where you're just trying to see if you can make this thing work. Yes. Uh, and, and learn how to trust each other again. You know? Yeah, trust is a big issue. Yeah. Trust, trust is, is a big, big issue. issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trust is like a myth. And I'm, I'm being very honest. I've never seen a faithful man. I don't think that it's realistic. I think wow. a man cannot be faithful. So with that being said, okay, 
I trust him enough to be careful. I know he's not gonna leave me and start something new. He's not gonna abandon me and his daughter. That's where my trust in him is. Mm -hmm. But now, you don't believe that, keeping that your pants up, hmm. I don't even, please. Man will be taken care of. You can cook for him, love on him, and do all that, and he'll still step out. You can't win. But I want to see you win. I want to see you I, win too. I, I do, and and I, I don't know how you how you do that if you if you declare at the start that you can't. So bullshit. Same. So <laughs> I completely disagree. Bullshit. And why is that? You because, guys just go at it. Like just because shit is hard, don't mean it's impossible. Like first of all, when you're in a relationship, especially a long term one. You have to come to terms with the fact that obviously you're attracted to your partner. Maybe there's going to be other people that are attracted to your partner as well. But like, okay, basically, okay, for example, in my relationship, I don't, if Vanessa looks, I'm not going to judge her for fucking looking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We've been looking at me for the last four years. You know what I'm saying? I haven't looked all that much different. So obviously I don't want you to go out and fuck somebody else. I don't want you to do that. Obviously I don't want you to go out and start a whole new relationship with somebody else. But at the same time, it's like I feel like you just need to be realistic. Like I feel like a lot of women, they kind of box their relationships Put, these, put their relationships in these boxes and like when they look at their men, they're like, you can't look at another girl. You can't be friends with this other girl. And it's just like if you put all these limitations on someone's on someone's relationships outside of your romantic relationship that you have with them, like I don't want to say don't be surprised, but it's just like you gotta you gotta basically take responsibility for what for what it is that you're setting your relationship up to be. Yeah. Well that in, part. In the clip she mentions that her trust, like that that my specific questions were like does your trust in relationships come with stipulations, leeway, or is it all all or nothing? Because she said that she trusts that he will never like leave her and his daughter. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they've been through because I don't that that clip was presented without context. Um, but she says as far as him keeping his pants up, so mm -hmm. I think it goes a little bit deeper than him just looking. Because I mean, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that your eyes are broken or attraction right. dies, but. That is where she drew the line. Like, I trust that he will, to I, a guess, certain extent. I guess, keep the public front. He'll go to church on Easter. He's not going to leave me to be a single mother. He's not going to leave me hanging. Mm -hmm. But as far as him keeping his pants up and, and being loyal, I guess, on a sexual end of things, hell no. Show me See, a man that's been faithful. That's what she's telling the, the relationship counselor. Show me a man that's, because that's, that's, in her experience, she's never seen that. I think that she's setting her, herself up for failure, and because she said like I can't, you can't win, and when you put that into the universe, like you have to be very intentional with like what you say and what you put out there, and that's not to say that he's not going to ever cheat. He could. I was just about to challenge you on that. Yeah. To say that if she fully trusted him, she wouldn't be setting herself up for failure. Right, but it's if a lose, you're putting lose. that, if you're already putting that <laughs> into the universe that he's going to cheat eventually, and so like let me just prepare myself, embrace myself for him to break my heart. Like, I don't think that's a way to live because he may never cheat. He may and he may not. Well, so if you're always I, on pins and needles or not even pins and needles, just accepting like, well, he's going to go fuck some other bitch. And but that's, that's just what the I'm way saying. it I don't is. Think he's not going to leave me. I don't think it's a heartbreak situation. Yeah, she's I think very that confident it's her, with her acknowledging it. So when it does hit or should it come to hit, she'd be like, look, I told you. I to Men don't, you know. 
but and also it's important that I mention the context because mm-hmm. I don't know if he's cheated on her before like because this was yeah, strictly like know. a marriage counselor thing like I don't know if he's cheated on her before if this is like a Mimi mm-hmm. Stevie J type situation but uh yeah I, I mean I don't go me personally into situations where it's very black and white with me and I think communication is huge when it comes to what we like with the love jays we had on a couple weeks ago they said you know joy's like hey if i see a guy i'm like oh he's cute and justin doesn't flip off they're married right now i mean well i I don't think that's something you should go that that's a sign of insecurity i know but if you can't say someone is cute without your partner losing their shit right right right. but i'm saying like there's times where it's just like you kind of have to i don't know about that there's going to be other people that kind of come around, but if you're expecting your mate to go and penetrate or do whatever the case may be, like I had a conversation two weeks ago with a guy who was just like, oh, I'm a dog and I'm going to butter up my girlfriend now so I can fuck around for All-Star Weekend because head doesn't count. And I was just like... Well, why would you not want to think of your partner like highly? You know what I'm saying? Because like what... Like I will never be the person to go like on Twitter and do like messy Twitter relationship arguments and shit like Mm -hmm. that. Because one, I look dumb. And then two, I I look double dumb because I'm dating you and you look dumb Mm -hmm. right now. So it's like, I I wouldn't want to go into anything or be a part of anything with stipulations just because I don't want you, I want you to think the absolute highest of me. When you look at me, I want you to have 100% trust. I want you to have 100% fucking everything because that's what I'm giving you. And I feel like if you're going to go into something with stipulations like that, it's almost like you're willing to accept pretty much anything, right? Because you're basically she's basically she saying, sounded like she felt like she was stuck, yeah. And but also, but also, it sounded like a pro because I know he's not going to publicly embarrass me and leave me with his daughter. But what does that matter if you're depressed? <laughs> right. like, what does that matter like, if you're that fucking ball miserable? Of wine does not care about you. If you know he out, like he, he may not put on Instagram that he's out, but if you know that he's out and you're at home with your, your fucking kid, it's two o'clock in the morning, you ain't got because no sleep. you know what? Oftentimes, I don't think it's the cheating that sends people over the edge. I think it's the embarrassment. Because I think people... I agree with that. I, I think I people with cheat. Yeah. Like when in, it becomes, uh, what's the movie that just came out with the girls, girl strip? Yes. Mm-hmm. When yeah. it becomes public information, now it's now feelings are involved because people are weighing in. But if you know your partner's cheating, I, I just think that a lot of people would be willing to turn the other cheek. It's, un- it's until that. someone else outside of you all's relationship finds out or until the person, until Be- Becky with the good hair gets to blab in her mouth to the streets. Now it's an issue. You See, know what I'm saying? That, I, yeah, I actually agree with that hundred percent. And just with this specific situation, I've been on the other end of like, Oh, you're cheating on me. Oh, whenever you go to Los Angeles, you're meeting with so-and-so and I'm just like, what are you talking about? And so just tell me, just tell me it's okay. I'm like, there's nothing going on. And that caused such a huge rift in our relationship because I thought I was constantly like dipping out on them and I wasn't, but they Did had Did you that. give them reason to believe that? No, it was just all in their head. So, so they I'm, were very insecure then. Right. And uh-huh. so, but it's just like, I don't think she's insecure, but I think she has a hint of jadedness. Yes. Um, Which I like don't this. blame her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I, but I, I just, don't. I, I don't, don't know. I just feel like you should hold people to a certain caliber. And if they do fuck up, then address it then. But like you putting that already into your relationship is already setting yourself up. But like I said, with context, I don't know if they were there because he had cheated on her three times before. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we don't know the backstory. But if that was three just, times I would before, be then yeah, if it's three times before and that you're you're staying there, then yeah, just shut up. I know and, for like, me that that's where L. the buck stops. <laughs> like I don't think I don't really see myself, and I don't know because you know they say as you get older you get looser. I don't see myself really giving leeway or having stipulations in a yeah. relationship. I've always been a yay or nay girl. And even going back to last week's episode, when we discussed the four primal fears, one of them is control. And I will openly acknowledge that that is part of the hindrance for me being in a relationship because I know that I am totally powerless and incapable of controlling someone else. Mm -hmm. If they want to step out, they're going to do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The only issue is that I can't guarantee that I can control my goddamn self. And now I got an orange jumpsuit on next to Sophia Bursette Mm -hmm. at Litchfield Women's (laughs) Prison on Netflix. Now I'm with Tasty and Pousset and the girls because I can't Hold up. I can't imagine loving someone and them disappointing me to that magnitude. Because mm-hmm. for me, cheating is not, oh, that's just cheating. Like, uh, you know, I feel like we've created mm-hmm. this social landscape where it's just so acceptable in the norm. Uh, but for me, I, I just, I've never viewed it that way. I just think that yeah. I, it yeah, just, it, it, ain't, it ain't right. But I'm saying like from her, right. her perspective, it sounded like she was coming from a place like Jay said of jadedness, but it also sounded like it was reflective of her ex- experience either with him or her chain of events mm-hmm. with men from her past. Right. And you can't bring that into fresh relationships, but I feel like you'd also be a fool to ignore those experiences. And I know that my experience with men, with, with most men uh, throughout my life has been just that. If I have not been Becky with the good hair, then I have been, you know, this hypersexual. And I talk about, I'm not even going to go into this because I feel like I talk about this every week. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I maybe I might come to the table with a few with a few walls built up. I'm not, I'm not coming with a fresh, green, bright eyed, right. bushy tail perspective. Because, because you y'all know, have proven to me that y'all ain't repeatedly, no, right. matter, no matter color, creed, or social status, that y'all ain't shit. Right. But <laughs> if we agree to that, but y'all also have to treat people as individuals. And, you know, True. for me, like I've had a history of um, men that I've dealt with, and it definitely has, I guess, softened the blow when things do go wrong. Cause like, I think about when I was 22 years old, I had my first boyfriend and I was a wreck. It was like a Tyler Perry movie. It was horrible. Um, but now when things like that happen or things that are even at a bigger magnitude, I don't take the punch so hard because of my past experiences. But at the same time, I always hold an individual to a caliber. And I think I'm a little bit more, um, in tune and alert with actions and looking for signs when things start to go left. And I'm more willing to address them head on versus me shutting up and being like, well, he's going to do what he's going to do. So, so then, okay, I have a question. Yeah. What's up? So if you were with somebody and they were like really honest with you straight, straight out the gate, basically saying like, listen, it's a part of my fiber. I need to be able to flirt with people. I'm not going to step out on you. I'm not going to cheat on you, but this is just something that I need. I need to know that I am going to be wanted by other people. No, but they made the promise to you, like, I, I I love you or I'm with you, whatever. I'm committed to you. I'm never going to step out. But this is just something that I need. So if you see me talking to that dude, you see me talking to that girl, like, see, fl- So to flirt. me, that translates to validation and, like, sexual validation. And that should be me. For me, flirting is subjective. We all, I don't know where the line draws for you, okay? Um, <laughs> okay. I need to know if you're going to be flirting. 
then I need to know what type. Is it verbal? Are you all, is, is it all of a sudden you're, you're belly over laughing and they're mm-hmm. touching your knee, la- you know, and you're not doing anything about it? Because I also don't want to be made a fool out of. Um, and then on top of that, I don't know if I'd be okay with that because I'm extremely territorial mm-hmm. and I have a lot of feelings and we can't be <laughs> at, in a group setting. <laughs> That's the nice way. I'm gonna read the bell over here. That's the nice way for me to 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 sugarcoat. Um, and we can't be. I'm imagining when when you were laying out that example. I'm imagining like a dinner party, and we're there with singles and other couples, and I'm talking to my girls, and you talking to some other girls, flirting like well, you ain't with the men's. You over mm-hmm. here flirting, and to me, that's making a fool out of me. Okay. And now I got to pull you. Like, can I holler at you for a quick second? Can you, I think can you help the, me in the kitchen with right. the cake? I think it. Don't you embarrass me. Part. It's the need, which I'm not going to say an addiction, but like, if you need like romantic validation for someone that's not me, then like, no. I'd rather you flirt though. In fairness, I'd rather you flirt and flirt get that fuck. validation in person <laughs> than for you to be posting half naked pictures in your underwear in the bathroom on Instagram. Okay. So you're not down for that. No. I mean, I don't mind like a bit. It depends on context. I would rather if you're that, on the be beach, honest. okay. But do not be posting fresh out the shower in nothing but a towel in our bathroom. Hour on Insta or in yours. You can't be my man. But what if? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm <laughs> really extending this topic. But Go like, ahead. what if they are constantly posting pictures with you? Like, every, it's very clear that you don't even have to scroll when you go to Instagram. It's like, that person's in a relationship. You know what? I've learned that it doesn't matter how crystal clear it is. The vultures don't care. <laughs> I mean, as long as my man put his foot down and is like blocking hoes left and right with the Heinzman. But I have learned. I have seen it with my own two eyes. You got to hear me, beloved. <laughs> you could be all up and down that goddamn Instagram and people will still not care and they will still try to slide in those DMs. People mm-hmm. that you know. I think it's a thing of like... But does that matter if, if they're blocking them? Yeah, to me it does. I think it's more, what's the intent of why are you putting up a shirtless picture on Instagram? Is it because you just went to the gym and you're really proud of your body? Or is it because you want to get attention? That's For the my most part, thing. it's attention. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, I everybody's, a, everybody's addicted. Those pheromones release that whatever. When that you're on high. the treadmill. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because I have friends who were plus size and then got in shape. And they don't have any boyfriend or, or girlfriend. But now they're really excited about their new body. So they want to show it off. They want to, you know, <laughs> give tips. Right. You th- Three months or three hours in working out and give tips about what they're doing. And so they're always posting. Well, that's the different. Gym. If you're giving out tips versus if you're just posting a picture in a towel from our bathroom yeah. with, with, the, with the fog still on the mirror and, you know, putting like a sexy Drake lyric up. That's yeah. different. Versus if you're posting like... These, these are the workouts that I do, and I, I ate nothing but broccoli be... and chicken for a month. That's totally different. Okay, I'm weird because I like it. You like it? Like, if my, if my girlfriend, she doesn't. She's not the type of person. But if she <laughs> was going, if she was, like, to post thirst traps, obviously, like, don't be out here showing all your tips. But, like, if, if she posting pictures on Instagram, whatever, I would like it because... Really? It's a it's That's a prideful thing. Yeah. It's like, damn, yeah. look at my fucking girlfriend. She look bomb as shit, don't she? Yep. And you see all them motherfucking comments that. and them likes, <laughs> don't you? Don't That's mine, right? That's how that's how I feel though. You know what I'm saying? So like I Yeah. I don't know, I guess I'm And weird. then it's like I'm like petty in that, like, what if that hoe that I don't like? You know, it's always that one you Let just don't in. like. I'll right. back. This so funny just that slide, we... just be liking every going a liking spree or something. Now I'm gonna be But I don't oh. give a, I don't give a damn about her. I think my okay. Because I've had experiences where something, this is actually in college, and I was dating somebody, and I got asked to do an MTV show. 
um, one of those date my mom, Next. something like that. We're basically going as a couple and you do that. So my intent was I wanted to make this check. I'm a broke college kid and like this is what I want. Mm. Me wanting to do that show led them to an interpretation that I wanted to break up on TV. That was not my intent at all. My intent was to get a check. I wasn't going to break up with you on TV. That's stupid. Even if it was like, so that insecurity, I guess with her kind of led to our demise. And so I think intent has a huge thing to do with it. If you want to be, you know, even without the facts of the foods, like hot and sexy on Instagram, and you just want to do that and show off your body, then Hey, like, yeah, that's bae. Um, you know, they're going my baby. I think you should. I, I'm for it too, but it can't. But be if I don't trust, picture. but if I don't trust you, then fuck no, take that shit down. And they did not trust me to what be if, on the show. It also if, just can't be every picture. If it's like one in every, right. you gotta have so pictures with your mom, pictures with your dog, I, and clothes on. Yeah. What if they're in the public public eye? Like, what if they're famous? Like, you have to keep up a certain. I don't appearance. think I'd care as much if they were famous, honestly. Really? Because then it's like work. Yeah. Okay. If you're an average Joe Schmo with 263 followers, mm-hmm. I'm going to be side eyeing you more than if you, you know, have your likes 106k and, and doing what you got to do. Your Instagram deals. Because I'm going to assume that you were doing Flat that. Tummy Most people who do that were doing that before they met me. Okay. So you know, I respect the hustle. So yeah. Um. Let's move on to Jace's topic. So. My topic is surrounding friends with benefits. So we've talked about um, FWB on KAT Radio um, several times, especially with Kendall. And we have mixed views about, you know, the longevity or people falling for each other or whatever the hell friends with benefits even means, especially in Los Angeles. So I actually found an article today that listed some rules. So um, just to give context, Shar and I are both single. Right, Shar? We're still single? Mind your business. Okay. No, I'm joking. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, and Jade is in a relationship as of four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we'll be Wow, congrats. Why? How about that quote with you? That's like typically works with lesbians, lesbian though. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like lesbians. U-Hauls. There's surprised I haven't like, built a house yet. There's a running joke that the second date for lesbians involves a U-Haul truck. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Um, so there was six rules um, to a successful friends with benefits. Um, so I'm going to go over them right now. The first one is always wear a condom. And they said it's not for the sexual health aspect of it, but having condomless sex is more relationshipy. y um, mm. You can catch, as a girl who has had both protected and unprotected sex, mm-hmm. you, I'm more apt to catch feelings if there's, there is no condom. So I would suggest to always right. have a condom. And it's funny because... Uh, I don't use condoms in relationships, and I've had unprotected, unprotected sex um, outside of relationships as well. But I know when I first started dating somebody, we used condoms for maybe like two or three times, and then we do the whole like, let's go get tested together. Mm-hmm. Um, show me your car, show me your stats, and then we kind of move from there. And I have to pretty well, much see, trust that's why, you. That's to, why it's important not to cheat. Right, <laughs> because then you got... Who wants to complicate that? And mm-mm. speaking of which, one of six brown chicks, uh, one of their questions today was Christ. a girl who was... Who I, and I advised her to leave the guy alone. She was in in a friends with benefits type situation, and one of the guys, like she was sleeping with two different guys, and one of them, and they knew about each other, right. but one of them kept giving her an STD that she would then carry to the other guy, mm. and she they're mm. making literally monthly field trips 
to the, the clinic. <laughs> and I said, why are you still, why are you still with him? Mm-hmm. Who wants to, gonorrhea every two who weeks? wants like to deal with a monthly prescription <clears throat> because you keep trusting this? And then where, and she says she has a latex allergy. There are substitutions. Absolutely. There are substitutions. The way they also just make non-latex. Get a vibranium condom from Wakanda. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But there are. So yeah, that made me think of that because I could not imagine being in a situation like Mm -hmm. that where I'm making field monthly field trips. Well, go ahead. Yeah, that's trash. Uh, So point two is no plus ones in public. So that means don't introduce them to your friends. Three is uh, curb the day-to-day conversation. So don't talk every day. Just make it strictly, you know, you're here for a reason, the dick or the vagina. And that's kind of what it is. So you're going to catch up with them. Oh, how's your day? Like, no, skip all that shit. When are you coming over? Um, number four is no sexless sleepovers. So if they're what? coming over for the night. No one owes you anything. That's I was like, it's a little bit rape culture with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a teens. No one owes you anything. Um, but you no sexless me? sleepovers. That was uh, number four. Basically, saying if you're coming over for the intent of having sex and like have sex and have them go home. Don't have them come over, spend the night, and be cuddled up in bed all night. Uh, number five is sick. See ya. When they're sick, one, don't have sex. And two, don't be their caregiver. Um, and number six, finally, is set a time limit on how long they are around. Um, so the stats said anywhere between, I want to say, five weeks to six weeks is how long you should have a friends with benefits. Um, so my question to you ladies, obviously hypothetical for you, Jade, is have you broken any of these rules and past friends with benefits um, relationships? <laughs> and do you think that was the demise of that situation? And in the future... Would you apply these rules and think that there would be a success? I have had a friends with benefits situation. And I will admit that I am guilty of the the one where it's like no sexless nights, sleepovers, yeah, sexless whatever. Moment, right. Because like I just be talking, you know what I'm saying? And like I want a vibe. Like I I I mean, even if I was single right now, I can't see myself just fucking somebody and like that is it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like if I'm investing my time, even if it is just a, a half an hour or an hour, whatever it is that we are being active, um, <laughs> I wanna know that you're like a good person at least. Right. And I can't figure that out if we don't talk. And there's energies too. Yeah. And then like you have to have yeah. sexual chemistry with somebody. Like you can't just. Well, that's what makes a friends with benefits. To me, that's the foundation of friends with right. benefits. Hot sex. Based mm-hmm. off of this list, it sounds like it's just benefits and no friends. Mm. Ooh. Mm. That is true. Yeah. I'm going to put rules on like, you can't you can't bring a bitch some chicken noodle soup if I got a scratchy throat right. and some ginger ale. Because that's what the rules say. Right. I can't. We can't literally just. I've been in friends with benefits situations where. The intent was to have sex, and we literally just end up like having Chinese and watching Netflix. But then what happened? How did it end? With us going to sleep. No, no, in the The whole whole relationship. relationship. It ended because he got a girlfriend, like they always do to me. Okay. Well, that's not (laughs) a cis girlfriend. Um, And I saw him at the mall a year ago. It was so weird. In LA? Yeah. This is LA. When I first moved here, one of my neighbors actually in the neighboring apartment complex. I started sleeping with him. Oh, I'm thinking. Come on, Issa. I thought you right. I thought you were saying that he moved next door to you. I was like, no, we were. I mean, but he was next door complexes. I know. I thought he was from Chicago and moved to LA. Oh, oh, hey, what's up? No, this is someone. This is someone that I met out here, and he came and hollered at me. 
Um, let and know. I had to let him know what time it was. And then he was interested and intrigued and curious. And then we started, we became friends, but we, while becoming friends, we were having lots of sex. Right. So, uh, sex. So yeah, I think those rules are, are, are extremely ridiculous except for the condom one. Mm-hmm. Um, always protect yourselves, kids. It's, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And especially, especially if it's just one of these drive-bys, um, and uh, can you just skim through them again? Yeah, so the condom is sex. Uh, no plus ones in public, so meeting friends. Um, what for, do they mean, no plus ones in public? What does that so mean? So, like, if you and, like, if they're your plus one to, like, a friend's brunch. So you're not going to bring your friends oh, you're with benefits not, to introduce right. your friend to, like, to introduce gotcha. your friends. Like, this, they're strictly for. That's a no-go. Yeah. I don't know about, well, it, de- it depends on the level of friendship. Some, I, some people I get really close to. Well, when I used to engage. Y'all right. know I'm a nun now. But what about but your friends, though? Who's what this? What about my friends? Because, like, I know my friends. Uh-huh. And my friends are going to ask questions. They're going to be all benignant. If anybody that I bring to yeah. a brunch function. I mean, my friends will, too. I know the ones listening. They're very. But I, I'm that way, too. So I can't even really demonize mm-hmm. them. Because if they brought someone around, they're getting the full-on Barbara Walters exactly. experience from me. I'm not going to put you through that. But, I mean, I, it, it I depends. I actually agree with that wholeheartedly. Because I actually had a, uh, I want to say a friends with benefits, but someone that I was sexually acting with, active with that was my friend. And we were constantly in familiar circles Mm -hmm. and one of the issues that stopped the sexual part of our relationship or friendship was the asking of questions from friends and that like what y'all got going right and like for me i don't care because i'm like nothing whatever but like it made him uncomfortable yeah and so because there's always let me ask you all this do you believe that there's always one person that is that kind of has the feelings well, that's what this list was to avoid, but yeah, I mean, I believe in friends with benefits situations. It's yeah. never equal. It is never equal. Mm-hmm. It's either you end up liking them or they end up liking you. Yeah, and I and that's and I use I like loosely, right? Or just some type of emotional attachment yes. past like the penetration or you know, yes, genitalia. All it takes is one dream. Then you wake up, get to thinking about that motherfucker mm-hmm. all day. What's the next one? Um, the next one is. Uh, no sexless sleepovers, which, which we talked about. Um, sick Sia. BS. <laughs> and uh, set a time limit on how long that they are around. Also BS. Yeah. yeah I uh, five you weeks. can't be like, I'm sleeping with you for five weeks, then I got to let you go. Right. Yeah. I've had friends with benefits that have lasted years. And they said anything, anything longer than five weeks, you get attached to it. And I was just like, mm, you don't know me. Five weeks. Right. Hello. Sometimes shark can get attached in a week. And I also feel like <laughs> I'm not lying. I am not lying. I will be intrigued after seven days. Uh, consistency and good behavior mm-hmm. and the stroke is right. <laughs> I am invested. Sign me up. Let me learn more about this man. Tell me about your mama. What's your sign? <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Not girl, not No. Like, oh. <laughs> I thought you were asking me. I do love Capricorns, though. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. I like Leos. Ding, 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 Not ding. a lot of Leo. I haven't oh, right. come across a lot of Leo women, though. Leo men, though, I get along with very yeah. well. Hmm. No, but really, after it depends. Like, I have gotten, whoo. There's this one name I'm not going to say on this show, but he, I still think about him from time to time. Mm. <laughs> I feel like you need to let things just progress naturally. 
too. Yeah. Like, just let, if it ends, like, how your situation is, like, he got a girlfriend. Like, okay, that's kind of the perfect situation. Absolutely. Because it's like, she oh, came out of nowhere. You she, know, you know, that's a theme for me. Well, you may or may not know. This is your first time with me on this show. But the theme is men, because mm-hmm. I entertain cis men for better or for worse. And uh, typically it's for worse. And they always end up doing things, doing stupid shit like that. Babies pop up, girlfriends, wives. Uh, you know, I'm just the temporary filler to be their emotional crutch and stroke Aww. their ego. Well, I call fun. myself a kickstand because that's the role that Do I play. Do not call yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the no, role that the I have played with these with, with the men. That's been my well, role. fuck these niggas, first of when all. When I read back up on my journals and things like that, yeah. I've just been there for emotional support to cook you meals, to reaffirm you that mm-hmm. you are the finest nigga walking the earth mm-hmm. and that. And then when you're ready to move on, once you've gotten your confidence back up to move on to the next cis, cis the next cis woman, you mm-hmm. leave me high and dry. Aww. But is that it's a okay, don't cry for me. or are you emotionally That's attached been ev- to It's like a rebound thing. Okay, everything. Okay. Everything. Huh. Has, it has eventually led down that road. I've been that girl before though. Yeah. I've been the girl that's like, Funny. I, I this is what I used to get all of the time, which is, you know, you're not really my type, but you're funny, or that I like talking to you, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep you around. That's abuse. Yeah, that too is a form of abuse. I got that <laughs> all of the time. Basically, it's like letting like letting me know like straight out the gate, you're the um. This is in the meantime, anywhere, in between time. But I'm gonna waste your time. I like you. Yeah. You're cute enough or you're the, in- the conversation is interesting enough. enough right. That I'll keep you up all night on mm-hmm. FaceTime. Exactly. But don't expect nothing from, you know. Woo! <laughs> Did I trigger you? <laughs> ooh. Ooh. She's having a seizure. That's fine. I'm over it. So, yeah. Things like that happen. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would ever apply. I mean, definitely in the condoms. Because I think... Like you said, Charlotte, the emotional attachment does because mm-hmm. it raw better. dogging it can make you fall in love. Mm-hmm. Spirits and energies. Yeah, uh, I heard. Oh, PSA: Lesbians use protection. I know y'all think that y'all can't catch anything out here, but you can. Just the dental you know. dam. The dental dam. Whatever you want to do, dental dance, putting condoms on the toys, like whatever the case may be, little finger glove situations. Like I know y'all, like nobody uses them, but just I don't want y'all to think that y'all can't catch something because a lot of lesbians think that they like genuinely like cannot catch. They Anything. think the penis is the mm-hmm. is the, you know the only funny? carrier of disease. Um, I was completely true. ignorant to that. My mom's an OBGYN, and I had said something maybe Thanksgiving or Christmas, and I'm like, lesbians get STIs, and then she was like, yes, and I was you like, you said that recently. It was maybe like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You said Thanksgiving or, and Christmas. I'm thinking certainly not 2017. No, no, I'm saying like I was with my family. It was like one of those occasions where you go oh, back home. Okay. And, you I know. was alarmed for a minute. Oh, I was no, no, about no, no, to no. say, now Jay's. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this was like a few years ago. When I told my mom I had gonorrhea, but anyways. Oh, um, right. Or I caught it before. Um, but yeah, my mom's a doctor, so she's very well-versed with health. And so she kind of was explaining to me kind of the lesbian... Um, see how they could catch and i was yeah. like wow it's very interesting i'm not I didn't it can know happen that. it can happen mm-hmm. um so yeah so with myself with these rules i don't think i would necessarily apply them definitely in the condom um yeah de- for, for the emotional purpose and then the plus ones in public um i think it depends on what it is if it's something like going to an open space where it's just kind of a lot of people like a party then sure but if i'm going to like a best friend's brunch then no you're not coming with me if it's like a daytime beach party or a day party and you're just with me sure whatever um sick i'll send you some soup 
It's cool. I'll like, post make you some stuff. Right. Like, oh, I mean, wow. I can't deliver it myself. Over. I'll make you some of Char's famous gumbo. It's good, by the way, folks out there. But the time limit thing, like, I don't think there should be a time limit on a friends with benefits. Like, I've That's had ridiculous. Who made this? Yeah. A seventh grader? Uh, I don't know her name, but I thought there was key points that she did make. But I think the list as a whole is kind of not very it's not um, even realistic. It's, realistic. It's not. Yeah. It's not. So, yeah, that's it. Okay, so Jade, before yeah. we jump into getting to know you a little bit more, this week we have something very, very rare and very, very special um, brought to the Kiss and Tell inbox. Oh, we have oh, a KAT yeah. question. <laughs> and this is coming from a woman, a cis woman, I'm assuming. Well, I'm just going to say a woman because she didn't specify whether she was cis or trans. But she's dealing with a, uh, a cis man. That is for sure. A the fuck, hip- nigga. The and hipster fuck boy. And I was going to try to edit this down, but I feel like every detail is just so juicy. Um, Before I start, I want to hand Jace this page because he's supposed to be reading this part. Scrumptious. (laughs) So they ask that I keep them anonymous. You all know that I read concisely and fairly quickly, so keep up. And you can always rewind if you get lost. Uh, And so to keep this person, to keep this woman anonymous, I'm going to call her... uh, Shebang bang? Is that what you said? Hoboken. Shinobi. Hoboken? Okay. <laughs> Move weight in the South, but live in Hoboken. I'm going to call her Hoboken. Um, okay, so Hoboken. Hoboken writes Dear KAT Radio, I am an inexperienced 24 year old black woman that decided to finally seek out love. I never pushed it away, but I was laser focused on finishing college and then graduate school before starting anything. I got on Bumble in December, and after a few weird misses, I met a guy that I really liked on there. We hit it off really well, and then he ghosted me for like a week. Anyway, he said he got a new phone and had put on new apps by hand. So we went on a date on December 17th, 2017, We went to see that new Star Wars film. The date lasted seven hours. The movie time we wanted was fully booked, so we picked a later time and went to a rooftop bar to wait it out. We had a lot in common. Both of us are the youngest in our families. Both of us have dreadlocks. We both are into anime and manga. Traveling, And we are trying to make it in a place as terrible as the DMV area. I decided he was for me. Okay, pay attention to that. She decided Mm -hmm. that he was for her. Okay. (laughs) Um, He wasn't going to be my husband, but I figured that if he could be my first serious long-term relationship. We had so much in common, and I never clicked so instantly with anyone, let alone a guy. Now, he wasn't my type. I go for more taller, muscular guys. He was lean and skinny as fuck. Hey. But he knows how to cook and is artistic on the extreme. Is she talking about you, Jace? Yep, in the DMV last week. (laughs) He's a black hipster. She said, think of Lenny Kravitz, like Lenny Kravitz-esque. Anyway, I figured that he was for me. So our next date was New Year's Eve. We watched Dave Chappelle's new sketch on Netflix and Mulan and had the steamiest makeout session ever. He wasn't freaked out that I was a virgin. I'm not saying for myself or anything, but some guys run away from that. So I was relieved. Everything seemed dope. So the next date, so the next date we had, I brought up our status. What are we? 
he decided to let me know six dates in that he was moving to New York and he can't do a long distance relationship. I wasn't intimidated by that. One, I have a BA and master's degree Come that would work better for me if I moved to New York. Two. What? Uh, <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <Whoa. Ooh. laughs> All right. Let me get through this. I'm almost done. Two, New York is not that far away from D.C. Now, I've never been to D.C., but isn't it like a 90-minute train ride? Or is it a 90-minute flight? It could be like... What, from New York to D.C.? Yeah. It's four hours. Yeah, it's four hours. Oh, it's four hours? Yeah. It, that's still not far. It's not far at all. That's like Chicago, St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Dallas. Yeah. But anyway... Megabus, you're right there in like um, She said, I asked if I could get a label for the time that he was still around. So he said six dates in, just so we are all keeping up. He said, basically, he avoided her question about the label. They've been spending time together, six mm-hmm. dates. He said, I'm moving to New York, and I'm not interested in a long-distance relationship. She then took it upon herself to uh, let us know her list of accomplishments and that she's not tripping, that she would still be open. So she I'm, invited herself to New York. So I'm Basically. So I'm assuming that she let him know this as well. And he did not, when she came back to him and asked for a title, like, okay, well, before you move, what are we? Like, you know, what are we for the time being, I guess? Um, she said, I didn't like the idea of possibly losing my virginity in a situationship and not a relationship. I also wanted to know that he wanted to claim me in that way. He said being a girlfriend implied longevity. So we were at an impasse. I think from that point on, everything started to change. He started ghosting my text messages. If I called him, he would text me back. Everything... Every time we were not physically together, I would feel worried that he was breaking up with me. Communication is a big deal for me, and he's an entrepreneur, so he works all of the time. I understood that, but him not replying to my texts was getting to me. He didn't even check in on me to to see if I was sick. It got worse. I'm going to... Jay, I'm sorry. I'm going to power through this because I am wanting to divert... And chime in too, but I'm gonna power through this because Jay sent me this morning and I was in my bed screaming. We love you, uh, Hoboken. Thanks for listening. Thank you we for listening. Love you. We got all the love. Are you sick, girl? Write us then again. So, okay, so she goes on to say it got worse too. So I stayed with him on Martin Luther King Day weekend and things got intimate for him. There was no reciprocation for me. So things got, so this is implying that she gave him a professional. Uh huh. Okay. Fillage. Yes, fillage, a little fillage. Oh, like she said that was a huge red flag at the time. He also continued to barely communicate with me. The last time I saw him was on January 21st. He basically kicked me out to do a, a work phone call thing. I was irritated by that, but then I was like, whatever. At least I'd see him in February. On 125, on January 25th, I saw this movie that I wanted to see with him, but he was too busy to see it with me. When I was leaving, some creepy white guy tried to grab me in the parking garage. I was scared out of my mind, but I faked like my black hipster guy. Is this, she did say she was black. I faked that my black hipster guy was at a bar across the street and he was ready to fight. The white guy backed off and then I went home. I texted dude before the incident happened. I said, this parking garage is scary as fuck. Also, I'm getting the fuck out of here. These are the two messages that she sent. Oh, boy. Dude never responded to that message. In fact, he started ghosting me again. 
I texted him and said that I didn't deserve his silence. It didn't make sense, especially since I let him know a while back that I was sexually harassed in a foreign country while I was doing an internship. So I was triggered and freaked out by what happened um, on January 25th and that he was not there for me at all. Meanwhile, he could tweet about Black Lives Matter and say that he's a feminist, but he can't treat me this way. What the fuck? So he's on Twitter and ignoring her. We're about to end, guys. I know this is lengthy, but like I said, it it's important. The details. The, right. So I called him. Um, I called him and he answered and made up some lie about how his phone was off and he couldn't receive text messages. So I told him what happened and he apologized. But after that, we never met up again. He always was working and couldn't make time to see me. We clicked on Facebook Messenger since his texts were quote unquote broken, but he would ignore my messages on there too. Eventually, when he responded, we had an argument on Messenger about how he was treating me. I genuinely cared about him. I prayed over him before and he was working and skipping meals so I would check on him to see if he was okay. I asked him about why my efforts weren't reciprocated. I didn't expect him to constantly be talking to me, but it is difficult to ask someone, but excuse me, yeah, but is it difficult to ask how I'm doing every once in a while or reassure me that I'm not alone in my feelings? He told me that he was incapable of caring about my feelings. And he told me... This is not funny, Jace. <laughs> he told me that he was incapable of caring about my feelings and he had too many responsibilities to add me into the mix. He also <laughs> said he also said that I was silly for trying to cater to him. He implied that I was sexually aggressive towards him, which threw me off because I'm a virgin. Sis, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> but I thought I thought being attracted to him in that way was a big deal. I never felt that way about anyone that I actually had access to. And I felt that he was shaming me for liking him in that way. I didn't think he, I didn't think me trying to kiss him a lot makes me sexually aggressive at all, but I don't know. He also didn't tell me to stop either. So I was just thrown off. So at that point I was just hurt. Um, Let me skip, let me skip, let me skip. This is the last paragraph. Uh, So she ends up, so they keep having misconnections. And so Mm -hmm. the last paragraph says, so I blocked him everywhere. But I'm still really sad about it. He just cut me out of his life so easily. And I thought that at least our connection meant something to him. He could have ended it properly. I gave him plenty of outs and opportunities to say he wasn't interested anymore. (sighs) He wouldn't say it no matter what, but his actions are a testament of how he really feels. I'm hurt that he could ice me out the way that he did, especially since it was unnecessary. And now the positive times I had with him are tainted by the way he hurt me so badly. Oh my God. How should I get over this? I want to cuss you the fuck out. <laughs> but hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. Because she wrote a PS. And okay. the, let's address how she gets over it first. Okay. No, because the PS is important. Yeah, do Ugh. the PS. So okay. she wrote, she wrote just a, a small list. I know this is a lot guys, but she wrote a small list. Wait. Of his, go ahead, James. So, yeah, the, like, I got this email. I was like, Char, did you check cat mail this morning? And so she was like, no, here it is. So she said, thanks, Anonymous. P.S. I accepted a lot of unnecessary shit. <clears throat> he has gargoyle feet. Like, the second toe is way bigger than the other one. They look like talons. Number two, he has freedom dreads, and they aren't that cute. He also doesn't wash them frequently enough. <laughs> If I could see dandruff all the way down to the lock, then you have a problem, sir. 
Number three, he wears glasses, but they don't have lenses in them. He wears contacts. Like, why? Why? What's the point of wearing frames then? Question mark. Four, he drinks way too much. You should start. Five, my YouTube feed had a random TD TD Jake um, sermon clip come on that said, let's talk, let, let them walk. This was before the last date. He said, if people can walk away from you, then let them walk. So she believes that that is a message from the divine Mm because the YouTube T.D. Jakes thing. Right. That came up on her newsfeed. Get to the nasty Um, one. The one that made me (laughs) gag. Oh, my God. So like that. So number six is NSFW. What is that? Not safe for work. Okay. Wow, really? Okay. He needs to shower before (laughs) um, intimate things with other people. I didn't realize until the next day that this dude didn't wash his hoe broken before uh wait before with that long fuck bj i performed on dude oh long as so she was chewing dirty meat right so she thought i found out because he had been painting and then the um when the first came to the when he first came to the place and then the morning after he said after the said bj he had paint on his arms so he didn't take a shower he had dirty dick so he let me put my mouth on that dirty dick and then explained to me why the throat was burning the next day. He deserves to have a root put in his ass for this alone. Okay. That was the P.S. I know that took about a half an hour for us to get through, but I'm going to let Jade have that. She's our guest. Girl. Uh, what do you have for Hoboken? You <laughs> stop calling Move in the DMV in the area. First of all, you are a disgrace to the DMV. Um Number one, girl, you are too pressed. Way too eager, way too pressed. You're talking about how he didn't give you a proper farewell. He gave you that multiple times. He said that he didn't want a long-distance relationship. He told you that he was moving to New York. That should have been enough, honestly, to let you know. And the fact that he was ghosting you mm-hmm. so early in the game, clearly his actions, pay attention to his to his actions. He was, telling, he was communicating with her verbally and non-verbally. Exactly. That he was not interested in pursuing a relationship with you her. You were not listening because you were going, you were following what you what your own prerogative was. Because mm-hmm. you said that he was for you and then that's kind of what you ran with. And you and decided that, that he was for you. And he Exactly, that's you decided that he was for you. Um, first of all, no one invited you to New York. And second of all, <laughs> second of all, didn't you see the dick before you wrapped your mouth around it mm. so you can only complain to him or I, to us so much about and even if she didn't she saw the paint that's, exactly. what, that's what she said no she realized the next day that the paint was on the arm no she saw the paint in in the you don't have moment? a you don't have a that's so raven flashback because she said he was painting uh-huh. he mentioned he was painting and then she chewed the meat Oh, and noticed <laughs> that there was paint on his arm and it was long as which hard. implies that he did not shower so we had dreams. Listen, if you wrap your and and aside from the dirty dick, I mean the dreads, free stuff, freelance dreads with dandruff going down to like sis, you put up with a lot for a whole bunch of nothing. I the way I see it is you turned a quick fling into like you I had. Think you put up with a lot with her. I mean, was she? I'm saying I've been in this situation not to this degree, but I've been in a situation similar to this when I was much younger, not a 24 year old, but I'm not going to shame you, sis. Um, where I had done something with the guy, or I think we all have liked people and literally mapped out a future with them in our heads. It's just when you act on it, like 
he already expressed to you, just piggybacking off of what Jade said, he communicated to you verbally and non-verbally that he was not interested in pursuing any sort of relationship with you. Six dates in, when he announced that he was moving to New York, Within a that month, is when you span, should yeah. have, right, that is, and that's another thing. How do you get so attached so so in such a short like so attached. Like she seemed borderline uh, uh, obsessive. Obsessive. And then on top of that, I also want to mention that just because you happen to be a virgin, that does not mean that you are exempt from being sexually aggressive. Hello. Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment is a thing. Just because you are a virgin. Him, but like, yeah, but she also said that she might have gotten mixed messages because she kissed him a lot and he never objected. I don't know. That's a but, kiss. But I mean, but still. What's if he says that you're sexually aggressive, then that's his reality of his experience this with you. This email is aggressive towards us, so I wholeheartedly believe that she was sexually aggressive. Well, overall, she wants to know, with all things considered, just to round this off so we can move the show on. Mm-hmm. How to get over? How it? does she get over him? I, I think you need to kind of look within yourself and just. <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> I was about to suggest get a new one, girl. (laughs) But you know what? You may want to pump them damn brakes. You need to pump your damn brakes because this cannot be happening every month for you. Um, But basically, just look within yourself and just kind of realize that this was not – it was a short period of time. And it was what? But even with a long period of time, behavior like this is unacceptable. Right. And I hope you learned a valuable lesson, sis. I hope you will learn for your next encounter how to navigate things. And uh, and not to fall so hard so quickly because you sound pos- time, you sound baby. obsessive and possessive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just need to accept things for face value because he actually, I think he actually did her a great uh, service, right? And not a disservice because a lot yeah. of men will lead you on and play play with play with your heart, play he games from with you. Jump. I'm and moving he, to New yep. York and we're not doing this. Yep. And, and even if he wasn't moving degrees. to New York, you remember he had started ghosting her when right. they first met on Bumble. He ghosted her. Mm-hmm. And then they reconnect it because he said that something was going on with his apps and things like that. So you got to pay attention Listen to the signs. Yeah. It comes in a whisper and then it, it keeps whispering until the whole brick wall crashes down. Did he know that she was a virgin? Yeah, I he think told he did. her that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that probably also was a big factor in why y'all, because they never had sex, right? No. no. Yeah. She, as a matter of fact, she did mention that because she said she was pleased because that's been a turnoff. That can be a turnoff for a lot of guys. And he was not turned off by that. Like, a lot of guys will run from that, like, oh, because, you know, we're mid-20s and you haven't had sex. Like, I'm not dealing with yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, I can, bouncing off of what Shar just said, like, he did kind of do, I don't want to say do you a favor, but, like, he did you, he did you right in that he didn't have sex with you because, one, based off she of your behavior, really you would have been attached to the motherfucking hip. That if y'all actually, been a- you would have been with Tasty Ooh. and the girls. Exactly. At Litchfield Women's Prison. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Girl, you would have been right in there. Get over right. it, and because it's it's gonna take time. But um, I would also say be open to friendship with men. Um, I feel like when you're a virgin, especially when you're uh 24 or honestly anything past high school, um or age past high school, you start thinking that every man you meet and you click with could be the one that could take your virginity yeah. away from you. Yeah. But mm. it's just like the reason why virginity virginity is such a big deal in the first place it's because of men so i I don't want you to i don't want you to give them that power um especially because considering that you do have kind of like an obsessive um personality personality addictive personality yeah so just like chill out and be open to having friendships with men and just letting things happen very naturally or just just casual dating casual yeah right she put a lot of weight on this she put a lot of weight on this i mean hell within the first 
uh, two paragraphs, she mentions, you know, that first date. I've been on magical dates that have been seven hours long and things like that. Absolutely. I, and it's easy. Weekends. It's easy to fall in, fall for someone when you're laid up with them and bar hopping and drinks are involved and slow dancing and kissing and, and movies and stuff. But she mentioned, it, as a matter of fact, the bottom of the second paragraph says he wasn't, he wasn't going to be my husband, but I figured that he could be my first serious long-term relationship. And sis, reread this email that you sent us. There's a lot of I in it. Mm-hmm. So mm. that, that to mm. me, that implies that there was no uh, consultation with him to make this a we. Yeah. You, this is an I. You are projecting a lot of what you want onto him without first, without first consulting him. Cause he let you know what it was, hello, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even sex. He you, he got the Sam sample, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to go back and reach in the deep freezer and buy the real thing and take it up to the register and buy the real thing. Do the casual with the um, relationship. I say don't do anything right now. I say retreat, and get yourself in order for mm-hmm. whole season when it starts in May. Hello. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play a little, quick little game real quick with Jade. This has been a fun episode. You say you're drunk? A little bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I'm a little warm. Jade, you have gotten, yeah, you've taken off your glasses and everything. Did, did Hoboken take you out? She did. She exhausted the oh, shit out of me. Also, before we move on, I want to emphasize that you all can email us at yeah, askkatradio at gmail.com. Yes, if you want us to answer a question for you, because that was fun. We don't always get them, but when we do, when we do. you see that they're juicy, and mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't seem real. But in the event that it is, like I said, sis, we're not shaming you. Uh, we just, you know, Char, Char gonna let you know, baby. You know, Auntie Char. Try to keep emails to like five sentences. No. But keep them shorter than this. Shorter than I get that you just got pages. out of grad school. You wrote us a damn dissertation. I think she was venting to us. Like yeah. she needed to get off her chest. So she journaling. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna take a little uh pop quiz about LGBT pop culture. Oh, shit. So you guys actually can <laughs> um we'll have you answer first and then Shara. You could join in as well. Okay. Um so the first question is the Stonewall riots against the police raid um sparked against the sparked the ignition of the gay um liberation movement. Where was the Stonewall in? Boston, LA, San Francisco, or New York? Wow. I'm really dumb. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Boston. Mm-hmm. Char? New York. The I'm answer wrong. is New York. Of course I'm wrong. Greenwich Let her answer first. Let and then I'm going to answer second. Jade, no, no, no follow up. You are our guest. guest. You're going before me. Fuck. Okay. Also, if you want to get a, a short synopsis, you can watch last season's Drunk History. They cover Marsha right? P. Johnson. Uh-huh. Not with Chris. Crystal oh. did... Uh, Harriet Tubman, and she just did something with the Alabama kids most recently. But this one mm-hmm. uh, is with Alexandra Gray, Trace Lissette, and mm-hmm. a few other trans actresses that I know. Okay. And, and just, you know, it's, you know, Drunk History is fun. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Marsha P. The Stonewall Drunk History. I hated history so much. <laughs> I loved it. The first lesbian wedding occurred on which television sitcom in 1996? Was it Frasier, Roseanne, Friends, or Seinfeld? Friends. Shit, I don't know this one. Um, what are, what were the selections? Frasier, Roseanne, Friends, or Seinfeld. And what did you say? I said Friends, but it might be Roseanne. I'm gonna say. Republican Roseanne, really? I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know anything about Frasier, um, but I'm gonna say. What was the fourth one? I forgot. Seinfeld. I'm gonna say Seinfeld. 
you're correct, Jade. Hey! It is Friends. Um, so the fictional characters, Carol, played by Jane Sibbett, and Elaine. Susan, played by Jessica Hetch, tied the knot on the popular series. Um, next question. The Simpsons became the first animated series to dedicate an entire episode to which subject? Same gender marriage, transgender movement, the bathroom bill, or do not ask, don't tell. Or don't ask, don't tell, excuse me. What? You asking me all type? Um, let's just go with um, the bathroom. Bathroom bill? bill? I yeah. say don't ask, don't tell. Nope. The answer is same ginger marriage. So the episode entitled oh. There's Something About Marrying is the 16th, the 16th season. And it's about what happens when uh, Springfield legalizes gay marriage to increase tourism. <laughs> wow. All right. And final question. In what year did Ellen DeGeneres become the first openly, openly lesbian? Openly lesbian. I'll copy and paste this, but isn't open lesbian? I think that's what you want to say. Okay copy and paste do better um open lesbian to host the oscars was it 2015 2001 2017 or 1994 i'm gonna say 2000 so it's 15 01 17 or 94 15 2015 15 i say 15 too <clears throat> The answer is 2007. So Damn. DeGeneres hosted. Damn, it seems more recent than that. I remember I when know. she hosted it, but it well, seems Well, she hosted. That was her second time hosting. Oh, um, so we're technically time, right then. No, that was in um, 2014, which oh. when she took the live selfie that went viral. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what yes. I remember. That was 2014, but her gotcha. first time hosting was in 2017. And she made history being the first lesbian. She's yeah. great. First open lesbian. Open lesbian, excuse me. It's always openly, important to throw open to out there because these... Right. Kids be out here doing all different types mm -hmm. of stuff. But yeah, that was our game. Jade, it was a pleasure. Thanks. Oh, we're done? Yes. Oh, okay. well, no, no. Sorry. We have the. Uh, oh, yes. The kudos. The kudos. See, just, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that was I'm all giddy and shit. And I wanted to know a, f a little bit more about Jade, but I don't have any questions prepared. So I guess my bad. <laughs> Unless you want to share anything else. What's your YouTube channel? Oh, how'd you get started? How about that? Long story short, I was bored and I was weird and I was making videos on Facebook. In and the then, DMV. In the DMV, right. yes. Where Hoboken's from. Where Hoboken <laughs> is from and has completely disrespected. Um, and then <laughs> I graduated to YouTube and then I was like, oh shit, there's like niggas out here that like like it. And then I just kind of <laughs> kept, kept making stuff and then it caught on and then I started getting money from it and I was like, all right. How many years? You just That's got an award, work. too. I saw that on your Insta feed. And you're nominated for a Shorty Award, right? I am. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I know Thank a few people nominated for uh, that thing. Shout out. Mm -hmm. um, what was the question? I'm sorry. Um, how long have you been doing YouTube for? Ooh. Um, for real, for real, like five years. Okay. I've been making videos longer than that, but I've only been taking it seriously for like five years. What's so. your subject content? I do pop culture on Sundays. Oh. And then I do um, rants, sketch comedy, shorts kind of stuff throughout, uh, other days throughout the week. Okay. Do you? Yeah. I saw a couple Sounds of YouTubers. A yeah. Like multiple times a week. Yeah. I was like, you got like Sunday on. We got this episode. Sunday, Tuesday, Friday is the schedule, but we don't always make it. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. And editing, post production's a bitch. Mm -hmm. um, do you do videos with your girlfriend as well? Or is she more like on the side like does she want to 
does she y'all do uh, like the girlfriend tag right we've done that before um she's trying to she's definitely like trying to do her own thing and i completely support her in that because she does is it public or yeah more? yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. like we're, we're publicly in each other's stuff all the time nice <laughs> in each other's stuff um oh. so yeah no she's been <laughs> <laughs> come on park <laughs> she's been um on my channel we do like you know we do cute little couple stuff q a's type of things because people don't there aren't a whole lot of like lesbians on youtube especially ones that look like us that are mm, i was gonna make a shady comment um especially <laughs> ones that like look like us that you know are like actual real people um, mm. so yeah we do we do stuff every now and then but we don't we don't you know uh rely on that we met her yesterday she seems very sweet she's very sweet yeah, she, and she made chocolates Hmm? She made chocolates as well. She didn't make chocolates. She's a she's a pastry chef. She makes all types of shit. She makes croissants and different types of breads. Um, that chocolate had me sweets. all screwed up last night. I was you... on such a sugar high. Char mm-hmm. was on Insta Snap, just talking all types of stuff. Because by the time I got home, I wondered, like, how amazing healthcare would be in Wakanda with that damn vibranium oh. and the way that Princess Shuri moved and the way and with her brains i i threw out a, a hypothetical question imagining what transitioning would be like with wakanda's technology uh, i could probably transition overnight that's where her mind was princess shuri <laughs> vibranium mm-hmm. and all those all that wizardry and, yeah. and technology of Wak- wakanda mm-hmm. what i would oh, have yes. a bomb job if i was in wakanda i don't know, know what i'd be doing i guess i'd be the town gossip uh <laughs> hello <laughs> um but okay let's get right into the k-a-t kudos all right time for the kiss and tell kudos all right my k-a-t kudos this week goes out to my boo thing asante Aww. of the friend zone and this is specifically for new york city because he you know it hasn't come to la yet i'm gonna say yet I believe that this event will make its way to Los Angeles. So, New York City, prepare for an evening full of laughs and lyrics with Asante's own signature hood rap twist. The show is all about audience participation, so come have fun and compete for a spot in his Rap Games Hall of Fame. He's hosting an event called If I Were a Rapper, and tickets are on sale now, which is today, Friday. February 23rd and visit if I were a rapper.com for more details. And the event happens uh, March 24th at 9 PM. And again, this is only for New York city, but it sounds like it's going to be, it's in a month. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be a freaking blast audience participation, music, comedy games, Asante's fun. So yeah, that is my KAT kudos. Like this is his first event. Like this is major, like his first solo type endeavor like asante head for him what what day is it again it's on march 24th 24th march 24th at 9 p.m that's the daily for miami so uh it'll be fun i know it'll be fun because asante's always a good time i'm really really happy for him everyone around me is doing the damn thing yeah that reminds me remember when i say some park had like the once a week like rap battle freestyle friday there we go yes remember the blind white boy what? I just remember the Asian guy. I forgot his <laughs> name, but there was a really, this Asian guy was so slick with it. It was like in 2002. Like, that's the last time I watched mm. 16 Park unless the Destiny's Child was on. I have been blind. Yeah, I wasn't a Terrence Whoa. and Roxy. <laughs> 
I wasn't a Julissa and Tigger, Terrence and Roxy type. I wasn't in for 106 and Park for that. I did watch some some of them, depending on who was the guest, but I was faithful to Free and AJ. Yeah. There's a horrible movie that I watched with Terrence J in it. It was like Terrence J, Cassie. Ask me if I'm surprised. Is it Sharknado 4? I mean, it might as well have been. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Cassie looked great, but I mean, like, she, she does. whispered the whole fucking time. I mean, and Terrence and her J music was just too. too much energy. Addicted. Addicted. All right. Well, that wraps our show. Um, anything else you want to put out there in the world? Where can we find you, Jade? How about that? You can find me. Um, I'll be on the internet, uh, YouTube. Foxy Hummus is my name. Um, pretty much my name on everything else as well. Do not disturb. It's, you know, I'm also part of the Reverie Fam podcast out here. And yes. that's me. We did a good episode this week. You guys make, you can get double the pleasure, double the fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got about three and a half hours of Jay Shari <laughs> <and> Jay. <laughs> of content. <laughs> and, and, but different content. Yeah, Because things absolutely. that we discussed today on the Kiss and Tell Radio, we did not discuss on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. It is so adult over Do here. Not Disturb felt like a party. You said it's, it's adult on this It's end? adult over here. <laughs> really? Very much so. I said dick, though. What? Dirt, we got a, a email about dirty dick. Is that adult? I mean, maybe. I mean, we're talking about a lot of other things, too. Stonewall, yeah, shit true. that I don't know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't play. Educate so. yourself. <laughs> Learn something from this. Uh, but yeah, find us, Char. All that Char says so. Um, Jay said Jay Sparrow. And uh, rate and subscribe, please. Um, please ratings, rate and subscribe. And I will sure. live tweet this. Well, y'all are at the end now. But I will live tweet this week. Last week, I just, I just couldn't do it. You can check it out, but hashtag K-A-T Radio. Hashtag K-A-T Radio on all social media platforms. Anything else? Nope. I'm done. I love us for real. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.